Well, hello, hello, everyone. It's your girl, Gabrielle. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hot Topics. So today is another special episode of Hot Topics. We are live streaming right now because we are continuing our homeschooling week, so to speak, um, depending on when you're watching this, on December 16, 2021, we had our second Homeschooling 101 virtual panel. It did pretty well. And thank you for all those who attended, by the way. And if you still want to watch the, if you want to watch the replay, excuse me, yeah, you can. <laughs> you can watch the replay right now. It is playing on our Facebook page and it is playing on our YouTube channel. So definitely check it out if you haven't seen it already. But yeah, so we are continuing our theme, which is homeschooling. So of course, naturally, the title of this episode is, let me get my little banner here, homeschooling, part four. You can see the other three parts, again, on our YouTube channel and on Facebook. So we're continuing this theme of homeschooling. We wanted to get this message out there and definitely share this information. And um, of course, information is gold. So we definitely want to share this information with you. So if you're not familiar with our web series, this is the web series where we talk real talk about things that are steamy. So things that are steamy in education, employment, physical health, mental health, finance, the world around us, current events, everything. Everything that we that we like to talk about in our purview, of course. We, you know, we, we like to stay in our zone, but whatever we like to address, we like to do deep dives into it and we like to get real and we like to get steamy. So that's what this web series is all about. And I look forward to having this conversation about homeschooling again. And I am going to talk about my guest for today. And I forgot her little banner, but her name is Diana Kuluin. And let me just make her banner real quick. Diana Cluen. Okay, there it is. So let me talk about my guest who is going to help me with this conversation. I have yet another person who wants to talk about her homeschooling journey. And I am so looking forward to this conversation. And I hope you are too. So my guest today is Diana Cluen. And I am going to tell you a little bit about her. So, who is Diana Cluen? Let me tell you who she is. Diana Cluen is the founder and head of Willow Ridge Academy with 16 years of homeschooling experience, specializing in encouraging families to exit government educational institutions. Diana is also a certified instructor with the Institute for Excellence in Writing, Copyright, 
equipping students to be confident communicators, writers, and thinkers. Diana believes children are never behind schedule because they learn at their own pace and in their own way. They are special and uniquely made and they should be treated as such. Diana will continue to provide an environment where parents are free to educate. In her free time, Diana can be found at the stables with a cup of coffee and a good book in hand while her youngest rides her black bow wonder. It's so romantic. All right, so I'm going to bring her to the stage right now. Hi, Diana. How are you doing today? I am well. I love you. You are so, so cute. I'm cracking up over here with this. It's so romantic. Yeah, <laughs> if well. only it was that girl Emirates every day. <laughs> of course, of course. All right, so let's do it. You know, I, I'm looking forward to hearing your homeschooling journey. So please delve right in. Well, our homeschooling journey pretty much started similar to what people are going through today with COVID. Um, we were kind of forced into it. We had our oldest, we had moved, my husband and I had moved uh, school districts and the new school district, we went from a school district with, uh, they were number one in the district to a different district with number one uh, in the district as well. And we quickly realized that um, just because they say number one in the district does not mean that they're getting equal um, education from both of those top district schools. And so my son was just, we moved into this school system and he was just really struggling. So we put him in a private school and for with money we did not have. <laughs> so we put him in this private school. He flourished the first uh, couple years and then we just kind of hit a roadblock and the teacher, you know, kind of convinced us that he had a bunch of learning disabilities. And so my husband and I uh, were single income family. He is active duty military at the time. And we fork out over a thousand dollars of money to get our son tested because we were basically convinced that there was something wrong with him and that he couldn't comprehend things that he was told and that he must have a lot of learning disabilities. Um, so we went through this exhaustive process of getting him tested. And the overall outcome of that was basically we felt like, okay, well, the school that we're forking out $700 a month to with six kids in the class no longer have, they don't have the time to work with him. So we would have to pay outside of the school to have assistance. Well, how, how many hours in a day does one person have? <laughs> and I'm watching my son when I work with him at his homework for four hours a day for a fourth grader, which is insane, completely insane. I'm working with him and I'm not seeing these struggles. I'm seeing him just need me to explain it, take about two extra minutes a day to explain the curriculum to him in a way that he can understand it. And so I, my husband and I had long conversations about, gosh, what are we going to do? We can't afford all of this testing. I'm not 
seeing what the teacher is apparently seeing. I don't believe that he has comprehension problems. I believe it's just a way of communication. I think there's a communication break that the teacher cannot communicate to him in the way that he understands or either she's not capable of it or she didn't want to put the effort in uh, or didn't know how to, uh, whatever it might be. So my statistical military husband decided to do quite a bit of research uh, and kind of came home to me and was, you know, you're spending four hours a day with him. I really think we should homeschool him. <laughs> and I just was like, are you insane? No, <laughs> no. Uh, I have a, a background in a very uh, lucrative sport. And my interaction with homeschoolers was when I was a child. And this interaction was very much like, yeah, no, I don't want my children to end up this way, <laughs> which was very different than the truth. Um, that Those were a select few of homeschoolers. Uh, they were not this all norm, right? Everybody's different. There's, there's great ones, there's bad ones, whatever. Uh, so we decided that we would kind of give this homeschool little research. And my husband, I'm so thankful for him because you know, he addressed the benefits of it, but he also addressed his concerns in, in me. Like, is this something that you can follow through on? Are you going to be able to follow through? Like, I'm concerned that you're going to start and in a month you're going to give up. And I know some people are like, oh my gosh, that's so mean, but it really wasn't. I mean, we had a very truthful discussion about our concerns. Like this is a, a, a huge change for our family for me to homeschool uh, and at the time we only had our one son uh, and then we had a baby and uh, <laughs> i had two kids at home so we ended up deciding to bring him home and within all of the struggles we had a lot of struggles um we really didn't know a lot of homeschoolers uh, i did not take the time to really research we just kind of jumped in uh really fast uh, without a lot of thought on my pro process of like, hey, are there groups that I can have some support? I didn't even think to look there. Uh, so needless to say, our first year was very, was very difficult. We had a lot of tears, my son and I, because my husband was deployed. <laughs> I'm still like, uh, yeah, first year, husband's gone. Great. <laughs> but we, we pressed on. We had one curriculum, one person that told us, you know, like this was the curriculum to do and don't, you know, just use it and go forth and do good things. And um, we cried a lot. We had a lot of, of nights that my son and I just kind of held each other and just cried because it was hard. We didn't have anyone and it was new. Um, but through those struggles and through those tears, um, we really got to know each other. And I got to know how he likes to learn. I learned so much about him. And I feel like even though that was a scary year for us and a tear-filled one, at the end of it, we saw an abundance of fruit. Like we saw an abundance of fruit produced. And I say that because I doubted myself so much that I said, okay, let's go get him tested. I want to I get him tested to make sure that I have not hindered him. And my husband was like, well, how do you not know like what he was learning? You were working with him. And I said, oh no, I know. And I really feel where the curriculum failed him. And I feel I know where he struggles now. And now I know that I can help him. 
but I really want that validation of, okay, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Cause I doubted myself. I, you know, the whole world tells you you're incapable of educating your children. So I, I let that lie sink into my head and I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And we had him tested and I, we got the results. And I remember the first time actually crying tears of joy instead of tears of frustration because everywhere that I felt he was having a little bit of a hard time is exactly what the test told me. And all the places that he was, I felt he was succeeding, that test told me. And it wasn't about him being a success. That's not why I had him tested. I, I tested because I wanted to put myself to the test and see if I really am not capable of doing this. Can I truly do this? And I look back on it now and I think that was the stupidest thing because like nobody needs to tell you you're capable or incapable of being a parent to your child. Like that's my child, but I needed it then. And uh, he actually tested higher than he did from the private school. And so it was just kind of for me, we're, we're a family of faith. So it was for me, God kind of going, quit doubting yourself. Uh, you got this. So now my daughter knows nothing but homeschool. So my son's been in everything, public, private, and homeschool. And now my daughter, uh, she's my youngest, she's a junior in high school now. She might might graduate early uh, and we're loving it. I wouldn't go back. So that's uh, the short version <laughs> of our homeschooling entry. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, so in our preliminary interview, you brought up the costs of uh, private school compared to homeschooling. Do you mind going into that a little bit or a lot no. or how, however much you wish to share? Well, so for for us, you know, we did public school. It was free. Um, it was free in the sense it was out of pocket, but it cost a lot uh, as far as just not being the right education for our child. Um, and then we went into private school, which was now, mind you, my son is 24 now. Okay. So please don't do the math and find out my age, but <laughs> he is 24. Now we've graduated him. He's off of the work field has a, a desire to uh, become a chiropractor. And we're just, uh, you know, he's working full time and we're just really proud of, of the decision that he has made. But Back then, when he was in fifth grade, it was like $700 a month for a private education that really was not addressing my son's needs. So we went from $700 a month to the first year, which was my most expensive. So I just want to let you guys know, I bought the curriculum my friend told me to buy. <laughs> she wasn't even really like a friend. She was just somebody I knew <laughs> that homeschooled. And I bought her curriculum and that curriculum cost me $1,300 for the entire year that included all my lesson plans, all of my textbooks, all of my, uh, all of my son's reading books, uh, everything the teacher needed, like a three ring binder like this. It was just like filled with papers and tabs and like everything was done for me. So I went from 700 a month to 1300 a year. And that really was my most expensive probably until this year, maybe last year. Uh, and that's only because I chose to spend more money. So homeschooling is really beautiful uh, 
financially. Don't let people tell you, oh, well, you know, it's so expensive. It's really not. Um, I don't look at my child as an expense. I look at my child as an investment. I'm investing in my child's future and you can invest in different ways. So you don't have to invest a ton of money. There are curriculums out there that you can get for free. You can borrow curriculum from people or you can go and, you know, spend thousands of dollars if you want to. It's really up to you, the parent. You are in full control of your budget and, and how much you spend. Uh, and I know for like the next five years after that, I know that I was homeschooling and each year it was less and less expensive. Um, so the only reason why now it's expense, a little more expensive is because we chose to dual enroll my daughter uh, with a private university. And so those courses are a little bit more expensive. Um, but we have the finances now to do it where we wouldn't have back then. But my children were successful regardless of what the, the dollar amount was for the curriculum. So I hope that I hope that answers your, your question. Yes, thank you. And just a quick note, I see we have some viewers. So this is live and you are welcome to leave any questions or comments in the chat for those of you watching right now. And if you have any questions for our guests, please feel free to ask them because this is an interactive episode. So Diana, um, you brought up uh, dual enrollment for your mm -hmm. daughter. Um, I find that interesting that you didn't just um, stick strictly to homeschooling. Do you mind going into that? Sure. I think I don't think it's a step away from homeschooling to dual enroll. Uh, homeschooling, traditional homeschooling, is the parent is in 100% authority of their child's education. What that means is I pay the bill. I make the choices. I decide what my child learns. And we felt that, hey, you know, let's dual enroll. It is possible for your homeschooler to graduate high school with an AA through dual enrollment. And so depending on what your child's future is, that's what you should make your decisions on. So I'm not relinquishing authority by dual enrolling. I'm not pulling away from homeschooling because I'm dual enrolling. Dual enroll is a way for me to help my student get ready if they choose to go to college. So my philosophy is prepare your children for college, but encourage them to go to a trade school or go, you know, whatever their passion is. But I'm always going to prepare my child for more than maybe what they want. So that way, no matter what, you know, we, they, they change, they change. They want to do something, you know, one day they want to be an FBI agent. And the next day they want to be, you know, like a supermodel or something. So they change their minds. And so I want to make sure that no matter where their mind goes and what choices they choose to make as they get older, that they're prepared for the world. Um, so yeah, we, we've liked dual enrolling, um, short classes, and you get your high school credit and your college credit all at the same time. So uh, we feel that it's a really good benefit for, for our family. Um, and it might work for, for another family and it might not. You know, that's the beauty of homeschooling. So tell me how you organize your day then or, or how <laughs> your daughter organizes her day for the well, dual enrollment. 
Well, so we, dual enrollment, they meet once a, you know, they don't even really meet. It's all done online now. So she just is very independent. So our typical day, we don't really start any academia until probably 10 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, in the morning, sorry. I don't know what time of day it is. <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, so that gives us our whole morning for whatever we need. So those are life skills that's, you know, she's straightening up a room, getting things together, feeding um, all of the animals that we have, um, you know, anything that needs to be done, laundry, breakfast, uh, Bible time. And then we have, uh, my sweet husband built us a one room schoolhouse in our backyard. So we come out to the schoolhouse about 10 o'clock in the morning. And then she gets started typically with um, her math. That is the one thing that has been a struggle for her to get complete and to really do an assignment every day. So she starts with that. She starts off with the one thing that she has a hard time completing in the beginning of the day. And then she really is at this point, um, as a high schooler, she's a hundred percent independent. I rarely have to do any instruction or keep on her. And so, uh, she just works the process. She looks at her lesson plan. Uh, I use, a an online lesson plan creator and it's mapped out for the entire year. So she just goes in, sees what her assignments are and she works through the process. Now her dual enrollment courses, those have really strong, um, due dates. So, uh, we just kind of make sure that her and I communicate on a weekly basis. You know, how are you doing? Because I want you to be accountable to turning those in, uh, on time. And then anything, you know, for me or your other studies, those are secondary just because, um, in the homeschooling worlds, you do have a little bit more flexibility, but your college doesn't follow your personal, uh, you know, time schedule. So you want to honor that instructor. So I make sure that she honors that instructor well, and that she always turns in those assignments. And it's just a, a matter of communication. And then we're typically done about two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And she has about six to seven courses that she takes. Uh, and then we usually break somewhere in between for um, lunch. We usually take an hour lunch together. And then if she needs like a little, uh, you know, mental break or whatever, she'll just go out and play with the dogs for a couple minutes or, uh, you know, go do something in the house. But she's very independent. I don't have to plan out my whole day for her. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what do you say to people that say, um, you know, parents weren't trained to be teachers, you know, the teachers went through the actual certification and testing and, mm -hmm. and all that. And you just kind of assume the role. So what do you say to people that challenge your skills? Well, first off, it's really trying to educate people to understand that there's not one way to educate. Uh, parents are also I'm sorry, but homeschooling education is an extension of parenting. So you can learn all you want, every subject and get certified. And somebody says, yes, you're a master in that subject, but you'll never be a master in my child. You'll never know my child the way that I do. So I think you can't teach a teacher and I love teachers. Don't get me wrong. Like I have nothing against public school teachers at all. Uh, private school teachers, I don't have anything against them. But they're never going to be able to put the amount of time and effort to knowing my child and how my child learns as I will. It's far easier for me to learn alongside my child 
and teach my child how to learn on their own. So me not knowing a subject is not the issue. I can learn any subject. We all have the capability of learning. Sometimes it takes a little longer uh, for some than others. And these are, these are skills that we want to teach our children. We want them to know that, hey, you don't have to rely on other people to teach you everything. You can go ahead and pick up that book and learn on your own. You can research the internet. You can go to the library. You can talk to people who've experienced that on your own and you can educate yourself. So uh, I, think, I think it's a lie that the world wants to tell parents is that they're constantly incapable and they're not. Parents are the most capable. They are the best educators for their children. No one loves their children more than a mom and a dad. And uh, we'll invest and we'll sacrifice the most for our kids. So I don't want parents to believe that lie that they're not capable. Uh, their worst day is better than the public schools or the private schools uh, best day. And I proved that to myself and I know that parents uh, who are homeschooling now know that their worst day is far better than anything uh, or anyone else educating their child. Interesting, interesting. So can you go into um, how, how you structured the homeschooling with both of your children? Um, is Was it just you and your husband? Did you do a co-op? Did you hire a tutor? Can you get into how you structured the, the homeschooling? Sure, absolutely. So our first year, obviously, I didn't know about all of those beautiful things called co-ops and, and support groups. Uh, so I was on my own and I found ways to get my son out of the house and we did extracurricular activities. Uh, my daughter came along, my, my children are very far apart in years. They're eight and a half years apart. So they're very different. Um, almost both of them have kind of been almost raised as single children uh, for, a long, for a long time. Um, but once we became educated in, in knowing, right, you don't know what you don't know. So when we found out there were these groups called co-ops, uh, we definitely invested in that. And co-ops are have their pros and cons, just like everything else in the world. Uh, so it's worth looking into. You may find a co-op that is great for your family. You may find one that's not. Uh, but we did. We structured ourselves around a four-day school week. So that way we had that fifth day was our co-op day. So we didn't plan any school on our fifth day. Uh, that was our co-op. Typically out here in California, a lot of the co-ops uh, at the time that you know my children were doing them uh, were on Fridays. And so we just still to this day, do not school on a Friday, even if we're not a part of a co-op. Um, so we would do Monday through Thursday school and go to co-op on Friday and uh, whatever extracurricular. My son played golf uh, like three times a week. Uh, that was his sport of choice in the beginning. Um, I also, my daughter is a horseback rider, so she's at the barn all the time. So um, I was driving around probably as much, if not more than some of the public school moms were, uh, because we just had opportunity, more opportunity to get our kids exposed to a whole bunch of different things. Uh, my son at the time was in Boy Scouts. My daughter currently is an American Heritage Girls. Uh, so we had the, the ability to go out and do those things. Uh, we were the primary educators. I only outsourced to co-op, which basically was one day a week in whatever class I saw fit. 
Um, we did with my oldest kind of do a hybrid, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> and I don't recommend it. <laughs> I really like, I like homeschooling my kids and I liked getting together with other friends. Uh, and then that's how our, our business came about was I had a skill that the moms needed, just like some of them had a skill that I needed. Um, I am not a science minded mama. I don't like science. I would love it if I never had to read a science book a day in my life. But I had moms who loved science and would do labs with my kids. And I would teach their kids how to write. Um, and I would teach, you know, English language arts. I would teach them grammar, I'd teach them writing. We would discuss vocabulary. Uh, I would teach them how to edit their, their work. So, you know, you really, it's, you know, it takes a village we have that opportunity to do that. And they just, they morph as you go on. You know, these, these opportunities just create themselves sometimes. Awesome, awesome. So you mentioned that you are a, a woman of faith and your mm -hmm. family has, um, your family is of faith. Um, so I'm wondering how much did that play into your decision to homeschool? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. So I am a vastly different homeschool mom today than I was when I started. When I started, it was really, if I'm going to spend four hours a day tutoring my son, I might as well just homeschool him. It was very much, you know, a flip it attitude. It was not at the time. I did not see it as God working in me. Now I look back and I realize that the only way I was ever going to do it is when I felt like somebody else was failing my child and I got a little cocky. So I think God provided that opportunity for us. But the homeschooling mom that I am today is I know for a fact that this is like what God wants for our family. And I know that he's called me to do this. And I feel um, because we are a faith-based family, I get the opportunity to really make sure that what my child is learning aligns with our faith. Um, I don't have to have that contradictory conversation. I don't have to have my son come home and tell me something that we know is not true uh, and be, I have to kind of like break this down because somebody else has instilled an ideology in him that I don't want him to um, agree with. I don't mind my children knowing different beliefs, but I want them to know the truth. And so that's how we present everything to our children is that, you know, everything is biblical for us. We do present the Bible as our primary resource. Um, that was not how I started, uh, but I have grown. I've grown in my faith. I've grown in homeschooling and I want my children. I'm more concerned about my child's character than I am about their chemistry test. And so um, I want my children, my biggest want and desire for them is not to be a doctor or a lawyer. I want them to be that person when they see a homeless person who's hungry, that they just kind of walk in the, walk into McDonald's and buy the, buy the person a meal and just tell them that God loves them. I want when my children have friends that are hurting, that they will cry with them and that they will uh, be encouragers to them. And I, those are things that nobody but their parents can teach them. It's just, it's a, it's, not putting anyone else down, but that's our role as a parent is to just really mold our children to just be good adults, great humans. And I want my children to be good stewards. 
awesome. <clears throat> so now I'm wondering about how your children's peers uh, saw them um, as homeschoolers. Like what I'm, <laughs> how, how did their friends see your children? If my words are coming out right. Uh, basically, yes. how, how was the relationship with their peers and how did their peers react to them being homeschooled if, if they knew at all? Yeah, I'm, you know, I really, it wasn't really like, oh, that's weird. That just really wasn't the feeling. Um, most of the time the kids were a little envious <laughs> just because my kids didn't have to get up at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> they didn't have to get up at six o'clock and be out the door at a specific time. You know, my kids were sleeping in. Um, I have one that is an early riser, one that stays up late. So uh, I really feel like they didn't, they didn't struggle with friends. In fact, I think they were a little bit, and they still are, uh, a little bit more cautious or uh, inquisitive to picking the right friends. Um, I know my daughter as, you know, she's 16, she's 5'9". Um, she's very tall. She's always been the tallest. Uh, and really, the way that people look to her is a lot of the girls in her, like American Heritage Girls troupe, look up to her. Um, because she is kind and she loves everybody. She's not clicky. She's not a bully. She's, you know, just who she is and she loves other people. So I don't think there's, I think people have this stigma that like homeschooling kids are like really weird <laughs> and some of them are, <laughs> but so aren't public school kids. Like everybody, every, we all have weird people. Um, but I think the diversity that's been there, you know, um, we're a very outgoing family. And the fact that some homeschooling families aren't, they're a little more introverted. Um, that allowed us to really learn more about other people too. Uh, so I don't see anything like, I never saw anything negative. I saw more so probably they wish they could be my kids because they, they outside, they thought they had it easier. Um, and my son would very be, would be the first person to be like, you don't know my mama. Like, is don't. <laughs> like, I, there were times where he's like, can you please send me to public school? Because they were way easier on me than you are. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you that. <laughs> Um, no, I'm serious. Like there were times where he was like, please, mom, can you send me there? They're like so much easier on me. I'm like, no, not going to happen. I'm like, this is the moment you got. This is the mama that's going to raise you. So. so now that leads me to my next question. Um, I guess my concern about homeschooling mm -hmm. is it's like the home life and the school life are merged together. So how does the child differentiate between you, the mom, and you, the teacher? Mm. And if, um, if, how do I explain it? Like if, you know, if you're grounding them, for example, are you grounding them as the teacher or as the mom? And is it like, oh, you didn't do your homework. So you're, well, I don't know how you are with uh, uh, discipline, but um, but just I guess this kind of my concern about it is how do you separate you the mom and you the teacher? 
That's a great question. And um, you don't because education is an extension of parenting. So as parents, you know, we have this already natural tendency to teach our kids. I mean, we teach them how to walk. Uh, we teach them, you know, about the color, right? I mean, I taught my child colors. I don't know. I'm pretty sure every parent has taught their child what color is red. Um, so we are constantly teaching them. And I just want to give like a shout out to all the mamas who are in that potty training field. If y'all can do that, you can homeschool. Uh, so good on you. But it's not separate. And, uh, you know, but that's how the world has uh, kind of categorized, right? You were, there's parents and then there's teachers. No, they're one in the same. It is literally an extension of parenting. We are constantly training our children. We are constantly um, disciplining them. And, and you know, discipline is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Like that is a it is extension as my faith. That is discipling. I'm discipling my child. So um, there is no separation for for us. It is mom is mom, dad is dad, and it is what it is. So it, it's not difficult. And I am, I'm, you know, like some people have accused me of being too strict and I'm like, well, that's no, there's no such thing. So uh, we do discipline. I mean, we're a military family. So we are very much, you know, like A, B and C, like this is how it goes. Uh, but it's not without grace. It's not without love. And um, all of those things go hand in hand. We're a family. There's no, we don't put parts of us in a box. Interesting, interesting. So, and <clears throat> so in your entire experience with homeschooling, did you ever have any doubts or self doubts or something like, you know, maybe any regrets about it or any like there's those feelings that haunt you mm. uh, so did you have anything like that in your experience well sure i'm human we all have that i mean i've been homeschooling for 16 years and there are days that i still doubt like there are days where i will doubt my ability i will doubt that i'm making the right decisions um but that's not the truth and so for me, because my faith is so strong, I know that that's the enemy's way of trying to crush the goodness that um, is happening in our family through this avenue of homeschooling. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's going to struggle. We're all going to doubt ourselves. I mean, that's just, it's human nature to think that we um, can't do some things, right? And we can't. There are some things we cannot do. There are some things that we cannot replicate. I mean, I'm not going to be able to have this gigantic, you know, football field or and for my son to play football. I mean, it's just, I can't do that. Okay. So how do we get him to play football? You know, you get to learn how to, to do things differently. And absolutely. I mean, you're never not going to struggle. Homeschooling is not perfect. It's not easy. Um, you are going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But the one thing that should keep us all going is that even in those struggles, our kids are going to flourish and we're going to get to know them in such a way. I have amazing relationships with my children and we've had some really tough struggles. Um, you know, we've had some, some, you know, pretty hard things happen, um, as a family, but I get to walk with my child through that. And, um, 
I get to learn with them and I get to just be their encourager. I get to, uh, I'm never going to go to my grave thinking I haven't spent enough time with my kids because I've been with them the whole time. And I get to really just, sometimes it's really the coolest thing to be outside the fishbowl and just watching your child grow and just observing them and seeing the person that they're becoming uh, minute by minute, day by day. So uh, those moms who think that they're never going to struggle and or those moms that tell you that, oh, it's so easy, um, they're lying. <laughs> um, it's not. But parenting isn't easy. It's not. It, I mean, it's, it has great days. It's, it's wonderful, but it's hard work. That's just that's reality. Uh, and if a parent is willing to put that hard work in those days of doubt and those days of struggle and those days of, you know, this curriculum sucks and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know why I'm using it. You can go, uh, yeah, we're going to pitch it and we're going to try something else. So uh, just know that no matter what you're doing uh, and no matter how many bad days you have, those are minor compared to the good days. And, and we shouldn't focus on those uh, too much. We should learn from them and move forward. Uh, but yeah, I hope that, I think I answered your question. Did I go off on a tangent on that one? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. That's okay. So now another um, fear, I guess fear concern that I have is, um, I don't know, I feel like and maybe I'm wrong. I feel like they're being cut off from the world somehow. Yeah. And that it's it's just it's just this bubble that you form around them, and and they're mm. they're in the home most of the day, and <laughs> you know they don't know like current events. They don't know what's going on outside because mm. all they know is what you teach them, and you know they're kind of blocked off from their peers, and or there's certain people, or they have predetermined friends, you know? So yeah. it's, I guess that's a fear that I have is, um, you know, these kids are being cut off from the world and they don't know what's going on around them. And all they know is their family, is their house. And so I, can you talk about that? Can you tell me why my fear is irrational or maybe it's not irrational? <laughs> or tell me to go to hell, whatever it is. <laughs> Help me understand, like, I, are they being cut off from the world around them mm. and, and only kind of isolating them from people and the world? Yeah. And honestly, I can see where people would think that. I can see where, where parents, you know, have that fear and have that concern. I think my counter to that, and um, I'm pretty snarky, so like, I kind of call it like I see it, but there is a level of sheltering that is healthy. Um, so cutting, I think, I think we get concerned with cutting our children off from the world. Uh, but we want to do that sometimes. Like we want to shelter them sometimes as parents. Um, you know, there's things on the TV I don't want my child to see there and that's okay. Uh, but it's not a cut off from that social, like, I think you're, you're concerned of like, are they going to get socialized? Are they going to be around their own peers? Well, my response is, I mean, I have a 16 year old daughter. Have you seen some of the 16 year old girls that are, that are around there around the world? That's not who my daughter's going to hang out with for the rest of her life. Um, they are children for a small amount of time. And the influences that I want for them are not 
necessarily society's version of a 16 year old girl. Um, and she's going to be an adult forever. So I want, I want my children to be around all ages. I want them to have interaction with children younger than them, with children older than them. I want them to be able to be in a room with adults and be able to have a conversation. Uh, my children have been able to do that at a very young age, not because of homeschooling. That is not about education. That's about how you parent. So if you're that parent, that fear that you might have is that you're going to cut them off from the world. You're going to work exponentially harder to ensure that that does not happen. That's just going to be the thing that you're going to make sure, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to cut them off from everything. Like, I don't want to do that. So you're going to provide them with the environment that you want in their life. My environment, how I choose to have them interact in the world might look different than yours. But the fact is, is that you're going to do what's best for your children. So I never, I never had my child, like homeschooling is not, don't, don't let the home part of the homeschool think that it's in home. Uh, my children have done education at the beach. We have done beach school days. We go to the beach with friends and everybody sits around and, oh, what's your latest literature book? Okay. You guys have to read, you know, a couple chapters, go play in the water, come back. Um, we've, you know, you have families who travel the world and homeschool. Uh, I've had friends who literally take their RV and go all to the national parks uh, with their kids. So the things that you think are going to get cut off, in fact, are going to be even more available to you because you will have more of that time to do those things with your children. Um, for current events, your current event concern, I think that's this is the best environment for those current events. Those current events come, you can speak into your child the way that you want to speak into your child about that current event. So I'm going to, it's hot topics. How hot topic can I go? Like, <laughs> go, as, go as far as you oh. want to go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Girl, you just opened up a door. <laughs> but like, okay, let's just take for instance, what's happening in the world today. We've got COVID. All right. You have people divided on COVID and the issues of COVID. My personal belief on it might be different than yours. Let's sit down with your, you get to sit down with your kid and talk to them about what's going on in the world. And you're not letting a whole nother entity or person sway them from your desire and your belief on this particular issue. So if you have them in the school, they might get current events, but they're going to get one side. They're not going to get both sides. They're not going to be able to have these discussions or opinions. I mean, we've seen it on YouTube videos of people disagreeing with a teacher and God forbid the student disagrees with the teacher and the teacher calls them names and bullies them. Like that's not going to happen in your home. I would hope. I would think most parents are not going to do that to their children. They're going to go, oh, why do you think that way? Oh, I never thought about that. Well, can you back that up? Right. We're going to give them the ability to think. We're not going to tell them what to think. So these hot topics that happen, like in our family, yeah, COVID is a virus, but there's no fear in our family. None of us are afraid to get sick. Our family doesn't. Our family doesn't put a mask on. Like that's just the way that it is. We haven't, but that's not for another person to tell my child to do that or not do that. Just like I would never tell your children to do something that goes against your family. 
but that can happen in a school. So you have the opportunity to do these things with these, you know, hot topics. These things are happening in the world. Um, I mean, you can have these discussions with your children in such deep ways that they will grow and they'll be appreciative of the fact that mom and dad took the time to discuss those and let their opinions be heard. So it's just a different, it's a different environment. It's not, you're never gonna replicate the public school at home. Um, I tried it and I failed <laughs> because that's not how home works. That's not how uh, the family, the nuclear family, the mom and the dad, that that's not how it works. That's not how a single mom uh, raises her kids and puts her schedule together. That is the public school, not the family and whatever family that looks like. Did I answer that one too? Yes, yes you did. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. You're asking me some really good ones. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I like her. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I um, hope it encourages you. I hope you don't have fear because don't, <laughs> don't let the fear get you. If you know that this is the right thing to do for your family, girl, put your big girl panties on, get your cowboy boots on and go for it. You will succeed. You love your babies more than anybody. You'll do it. All right. Awesome. 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 All right. I know we're having a lot of fun, but we got to start to wind things down. Um, so do you have any final advice for the people watching? Any words of wisdom you'd like to share? Sure. I, I would just say, don't, don't live in fear. Um, of stepping out into something that's not known to you. Uh, homeschooling is a humongous blessing uh, to your family. It's gonna open up probably some hard times. I mean, uh, I see a lot of things right now happening on Facebook group pages where parents are like, you know, this isn't working or arguing all the time. And remember that it's not the academia, just put it away get to know your kids. I mean, it's hard when you pull your kid out of a public school, they've been there for eight hours a day. You're not there. You're not discipling them. You're not encouraging them. You're not scolding them when they're misbehaving. You're not able to do those things. And so now you're doing all of those things. Give yourself a break. I mean, mamas, you don't have to be perfect. All you got to do is just love your babies. And no matter how old they are, they're always going to be your babies. And you're always going to want what's best for them. I mean, mine doesn't even live at home anymore. And I still, I still want to be that person that um, he calls when he needs a little advice. Um, and I'm glad that he loves me enough to do that every once in a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, just go easy on yourself. You don't have to have all the answers day one. Um, I've been doing it for 16 years and I don't have all the answers now. And that's okay because you're never done learning and you're going to learn right with your kids. Your kids are going to be okay. Your kids are going to be amazing adults. Um, you're not holding them back. They're never behind. Uh, they're never ahead. They are exactly where they're supposed to be. They're exactly where God wants them. Uh, and if you love them and you just trust that, that you know what's really best for them because you do. 
you know better than me, you know better than the world, you know better than any teacher that's been teaching them, you know what's best for your kids. Uh, so hopefully you can keep that as your, your mantra, I know what's best and I love my babies. And if that's the only reason you're homeschooling, that's okay, that's all you need. That's the only reason you need is that you love your kids. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for joining me today for this episode of Hot Topics. Let me put up your little banner here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you guys, uh, Diana Cluen, her contact information is scrolling below right now. <laughs> Visit her online or email her if you have any questions. And uh, you, you have a business. Can you yeah. talk about your business? Sure. So um, I started tutoring because that, like I had said earlier, there was a need for language arts. I did not realize how many parents were struggling to teach their kids grammar uh, and how many parents really didn't understand some of the grammar rules. And they really felt like they were failing their kids and they're not. Um, I still have to look at the grammar rules and I've been doing it a long time. Uh, so I started tutoring and then that kind of morphed into uh, when COVID started parents were immediately wanting to pull their kids out of school. Like there was no questions asked. They needed, and they needed help. So uh, I started here in California. One of the ways to homeschool is uh, you become your own private school. And some families don't want to do that. They would like to join what's called a PSP. So it's another private school. It's a private satellite, uh, private school satellite program. And so that's what I do. So I file that PSA that private school affidavit, and I count them as part of our private school. And so I counsel them on how to uh, lesson plan, how to choose the right curriculum for their family. Um, really, they're the lead, and I just kind of assist them and give them some ideas because I don't ever want to tell a parent what they can and cannot do. Uh, they're the 100% authority. So I just want to encourage them. Uh, to do what they think is best for their students. And then we help with transcripts. You know, they get a diploma, they get a transcript here. Um, we help them with college prep if that's what they want, because uh, there's just so much to do. There's a lot of paperwork to do as they get older, and it can be a little bit daunting for some families. Um, administration is something that I like to do. I actually find I find joy in record keeping. Um, so I will do that for other families. And uh, we're growing. We have um, several online courses, and then we're opening up to in-person as well. And uh, hopefully next year, we'll have a lot more teachers and um, more classes that we can offer in-person and online. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Thank that is such great news. And, you know, I wish you all the best for your business. Oh, thank and, you. And, you know, fellow tutoring companies, you know, it's all love here. Um, yeah. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for uh, your your kind words and your, and your insights. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure meeting you and getting to know you. And um, I'll be praying for you. I don't want you to have any fear, girl. All right. You got it. You can All do right. it. <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much. All righty. I'm going to put you backstage now. And you guys, it's just you and me. So I'm going to put up my little banner here. All right, so we have reached the conclusion of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
please check out our social media for more videos and clips. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and follow. Don't forget to follow. Let us know what you thought about this episode by leaving a comment in the comment section below. Whether you are watching this on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, please definitely leave us a note, drop a line, let us know what you thought about this episode. And as a reminder, we are a Step Ahead Tutoring Services. If you would like to learn more about us, you can find us online. Our website is www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com. And you can also check out check us out on our social media. Of course. Um, so not only are we on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, but we are also on uh, WhatsApp and WhatsApp, Instagram, and Eventbrite. So definitely check us out. And one more thing before I run away. We are also seeking financial contributions to our crowdfunding campaign on ifundwomen.com. iFundWomen is the go-to market, go-to funding marketplace for women-owned businesses and the people who want to support them with access to capital, coaching, and connections. So I am going to play a little video that will explain more about that. Hey there, have you heard of us? We're a small team of tutors here at A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. We believe that education and information should be accessible to everyone, regardless of income, race, or creed. We're dedicated to making this happen, but we need your help. Please consider donating to our crowdfunding campaign. No amount is too small. Your donation will allow us tutors to remain employed, offer free and low-cost services, and reach out to families nationwide. With your help, we can tackle the academic challenges of our students and the emotional, mental, and behavioral changes that result from these challenges. As a bonus, we can improve our communities in the process. Support us today. We're a for-profit company, your donation may not be tax-deductible. Please consult a tax professional. Yes, yes, yes. So any contribution you can make to our campaign is much, much appreciated and no amount is too small. All right. So that is it for our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you next time. Signing off.